Welcome to the Seed Time Money Podcast. We are your hosts, Bob and Linda Lodick. This is a hope-filled podcast that'll help you save, earn, give, grow, and actually enjoy your money. We don't hold anything back. We share everything that we've learned on our journey. Everything from being 100% broke, to paying off our house by age 31, to finding work with purpose, to giving more than we ever dreamed possible, all while having a blast on this adventure that God has led us on. And if you want to achieve true financial freedom and design a life of eternal impact, this is the show for you. So, this is a lean, laid-back episode. We are leaning back in our chairs. You lean back. I'm I'm trying to sit up straight, but... I wonder if we get like recliners and like put two of those old school boomer you. recliners. Why is it a requirement for baby boomers to have recliners? Rec- My parents don't have one. Yeah, That's, they do. Yes, they do. They have couches with recliners they have couches, built in. But they don't ever sit in those. My Your parents, parents still though, are rocking they both like of the got leather rid of the recliners. Couch and they were like, let's just get recliners. <laughs> They, have two they also recliners. have those giant mugs from the uh, from, from the QT. gas station. Those like sixty four ounce or one hundred and fifty oh ounce gosh. mugs. Anyway, <laughs> we are very much um, we're millennials with the Although tail end of millennials. Drink. And I don't know, isn't it interesting though that like just generationally, we're, like we are millennials no one has, by the skin of our teeth. Yeah, but like generationally, isn't yeah. that interesting that like. I don't know. Where did the the recliners go? Like, why is that not a thing? They're so ugly. I know, but why is that not a thing? Because they're so ugly. Well, some ugly. people probably don't like it or like them and they don't think they're I ugly. I feel like as design became more um, accessible, like good design became more accessible through Ikea okay, and stuff like that. Okay, there have to be decent looking recliners. All of them aren't ugly. Anyway, if you have a good looking recliner, you should send, send us a Send us pic, a picture. Tag us on <laughs> if Instagram. If you've ever seen a good looking one. There are probably plenty of people who are listening to this who are like, I have a recliner. It's super comfortable. That's anyway. what they all say. It's so comfortable. <laughs> no, Which and we, I we get I still love that. Like I'm I not gonna lie. I actually don't like the recliners. I feel like my head they they hit me in the wrong way. Maybe it's because I just never broke one in, but you gotta break one in yourself. So we are leaning back on plastic chairs. Oh. Uh, I've been struggling. My back is struggling. And the reason why, well, yeah, Linda's back. Why don't you sit up straight, nope, though? Nope. This is a lean Gosh. back episode. So anyway, that was a long kind of introduction. That I was guess. a really long introduction. We are a whole lot of information that they don't care anything about. I don't know. Somebody, somebody's going to be excited about this. I'm sorry. I'm somebody is going to be sending us a picture of their recliner, <laughs> letting us know how comfortable they are. But. uh Today, we're talking about the bubble Taurus. The and so bubble Taurus. Some of you know what the bubble Taurus is. Because the bubble Taurus is... It's in the book. It's a character in our lives. <laughs> it is yeah, affectionately known as the bubble Taurus. This is from chapter nine of our book. Oh, let's see if I can Where we tell it. the story of the bubble Taurus. So uh, I will quickly tell you the story of the bubble Taurus in case you haven't read our book, Simple Money, Rich Life. But the story is better in that because I can write and get all the details out better let's than see, I can we'll tell it. Let's you... Photo of Bob and the Taurus. <laughs> and so, for anyone listening who can't see this, see, there you go. Uh, the Bubble Taurus is. It was that era in the '90s where they made those. If anybody remembers the Tauruses, remember how they used to be squared off, and then they were like, "Whoa, we're going to turn this thing into all rounded and basically into this bubble." I don't looking remember thing. the square Tauruses. Oh yeah, before that there was a squared Tauruses, and okay. they went to that. It's like let's turn it into a bubble. <laughs> and uh, so that's why I call it the bubble Taurus. But 
So here's where we are. Uh, we are early in our marriage. This is whatever, 15, 14 years ago at this point, right? Uh, yeah. And we yeah, have two cars. Right. We have two old cars at that point. Uh, I mean, not super old, but... Probably what? Eight years old and six years old or something? Maybe something like that. But they were both uh, fairly unreliable cars. And so mm -hmm. for that reason, I'll just say that they were old because they were kind of unreliable and unpredictable. We didn't really know what was going to happen. Yeah. And so my sister, who owned this bubble Taurus... Uh, <laughs> She was going to, she was getting rid of, or she was going to go trade into a dealer mm -hmm. and buy a new car. And I said, how much is the dealer going to pay you for it? And she's like, a thousand dollars. I'm like, no, don't give it to them. Give it to me. I'll buy it off you for a thousand dollars. And so I went and gave her a thousand dollars to buy this bubble Taurus, um, which was going to be a third car for us. I which, love the way you tell the story is so indicative of your relationship with her at that point and before. You guys are mellowed out, but you're like, no, don't give it to them. Give it to me. <laughs> Sell it to me. I'll buy that for a thousand dollars. And she's like, oh, okay, okay. She so, just does it. <laughs> she didn't even look to see if she could get any more for it. She was like, oh, okay. Well, no, Bob if she was going to give it to them, him. like, if she wanted to give it, give it away for a thousand dollars, like, I'll take it. Like, don't give <laughs> it to the dealer. Anyway, so we can get into that later. But, so the reason I did this, like I, this was a very calculated, well thought out decision. I didn't, you know, and you never know how it's going to play out. But at the time, again, we had two older cars that were starting to become more unreliable. And I thought, and I knew that she had taken meticulous care of this car. I knew it was a really good car. Mm -hmm. And I knew that if one of our cars, the engine blew or the transmission blew or something like that, and, and it was basically going to be totaled. Mm -hmm. I knew that there's no way I'm going to be able to spend a thousand dollars and quickly find a car as reliable as hers. Yeah. And so I thought, you know, we could spend a thousand dollars on this car, buy this as an insurance policy, just <laughs> in case one of our other cars blows up. And uh, anyway, so that was kind of the logic behind this purpose. So Bob comes to me and he thing. says, "I want to buy Lauren's car. She's, you know, the dealer's going to sell it or buy it from her for a thousand dollars. But I convinced her she's going to let us buy it." <laughs> From our first a thousand dollars, and I was like, "We already have two cars. Can you? Can I just have that thousand dollars? <laughs> like, I could do some, could, could do, do some, some good damage. damage with that." And Bob was like, "No, this is an insurance policy." <laughs> I mean, it was you, a, yeah, it was me. an investment. But you were like, like, "This is a really good insurance policy." Like, you you were really convincing. And, I mean, me. it was a gamble, like to some extent. But anyway, so yeah, you tell move them along how to play out. Was it a terrible decision or not? Unfortunately for me, no, fortunately for me, it ended up being a really good decision because Bob's car broke down yeah, what, a couple a months year? later. Yeah, it wasn't that much longer. The engine completely blew, blew a head gasket. Oh I mean, my gosh. And, and it was like, here you go. You can pay like $6,000 to fix this. I think you ended up selling it to a mechanic for 500 bucks or something. Yeah. No, it was, it was at the shop. We had to tow it to the dealer. He said the head gasket's you blown. <laughs> You basically had to replace so, the entire engine. This was back. I mean, we just did not have a lot of money. Bob was like getting ready to qu not quit, but be um, laid off at his job. And so, you know, this car breaks down. We're just not make, pulling in a lot of money. And he goes to a friend and is like, have you ever towed a car before? <laughs> <laughs> like, and he's did like, did we do that? Remember you talked to John and he was like, I've, I've towed a car before. I've also pushed a car before, like <laughs> went from behind and like just with a one car pushed the car. <laughs> Did we actually do that? No, 
I don't remember what we do. I think we ended up getting it to start or something. I can't remember. It was like you left it for a day and then it started back up. And so you drove it to a place. And no, that was that was the bubble tourist later on. That was when the ga- when it ran out of gas, right? I don't know. Anyway, too many there things. Are- <laughs> All this to say, it ended up working out really well because my car blew up. And then I began driving around this bubble tourist. So I wanted to talk, um, this is a long, a long, way long to get intro there, but let's to get go. to the point of all this, but I want to talk about some of the lessons that I learned from driving around this bubble Taurus. Okay. So the bubble Taurus at that point was probably <laughs> 11, 12 years old, one of the ugliest cars I had ever seen in my life. Uh, and I spent three years driving this thing around and I learned some, I don't know, I think pretty important lessons through this. Do we own seedtime.com slash bubble tourist so people can just go and look at look at this car? We do need to make some link to that. Um, so here's what we'll do. We'll make seedtime.com slash bubble. We'll do that. All we'll right, create that. And you can go take a look at it if you want. Look at me and this thing and all you want. So I'll go ahead and set that URL up so anybody can check it out. Uh, okay, so <laughs> uh, the first lesson I learned in this whole thing you know, because God used this to help me uh, develop things in me. And so one of them was patience uh, because yeah. I did not want to be driving this car. <laughs> you know, it was a good financial move for us to kind of create this as some sort of insurance policy for the worst case scenario, which kind of did happen. But I didn't want to be driving the car around. I was kind of embarrassed by it. It was <laughs> really old and ugly. But. <laughs> You know, in the fact of the matter is, it's like we were part of that time. Like we were, we began doing better and better financially to where we didn't need to do that. Like, yeah, we definitely didn't need to do that. But I wanted to buy our next car with cash. Yeah. And so I had the option of, all right, do I run out and get a loan, buy a brand new car or newer car that I really want right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, or am I patient until we can actually save up enough to buy our next car with cash? Which our other car at that time was a Honda Fit. Mm-hmm. Which we called it the mini minivan because it looked like a minivan, but it was just <laughs> yeah, and no tiny, no disrespect to anybody who owns a fit, but also not the best looking car in the world. Not the best looking car. That car was great though, but probably the best car we've ever yeah, owned. Yeah, I I ever. will agree because you could fit so much in that car. You could it fit so much in it. Surprising how the roomy most it was. reliable car by far we've ever oh my owned. Gosh, 150 thousand yeah. miles. We drove that thing over 10 years, and I don't think we. Other than uh, light bulbs, we replaced a bunch of light bulbs in it, but like no mechanical things. Yeah, it was that, just amazing. that was a really good car. <laughs> it was a great car. So anyway, <laughs> the patience component, like this was an important first or lesson that I feel like God kind of taught me with mm. this. Because like the fact of the matter is like if you can't learn to wait for the things that you want, like you are never going to get ahead financially. Yeah. Like this is just something that all of us have to learn. And honestly, I think just continue to learn on deeper and more significant levels. Like everything good in life requires patience. Mm -hmm. And the people who have no patience, it's like, I got to have it now. I got to have it now. Like they miss out on so much good stuff in life. Mm -hmm. And so that was a really important thing that God kind of used. Another lesson here that I learned from it was humility. Boy, did we. You know, and you drove it some, but I mean, I I felt like I drove it it more. But yeah, it was kind of funny driving that thing around because, I mean, I think we live in an age where image is everything, where it's like, you got to look a certain way, you got to have certain things. And it's interesting when you are in the position of not looking a certain way or... Yeah. (laughs) And you can either take that and it makes you feel like 
terrible about yourself or like stupid or embarrassed or whatever. Or you can take it and realize this doesn't define me. This doesn't really, you know, say who I am. It's just a temporary thing. Yeah. And that, that kind of leads to the third lesson. Which it's all temporary when we're really thinking about it. Yeah. It's like, we, we can't take any of it with us. So good or bad, you know, super cool design or super ugly design. It's not going with us to heaven, Yeah. but what's happening inside our hearts is going with us to heaven. So that's what we need to just be constantly purifying that and constantly like looking at what is on the inside of us to make sure that it's lining up with who God's created us to be and how he wants us to be, you know? Yeah. 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 So third lesson is just in identity. I mean, Mm -hmm. this ties into what you're saying, but I had to ask my myself, am I going to define myself or am I going to care that other people are defining me by the car mm-hmm. that I'm driving? And this is such a dangerous thing because, again, like one of the reasons that I don't use the term net worth but use assets under management instead is just because I don't want... Uh, I don't. I just don't want my identity to be tied up in any specific number. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same way with our cars. There's so many people that allow their car to become their identity. Yeah. You know, either direction. But I think a lot of people in, I drive a really nice car and therefore I feel better about myself. I feel more important. Mm -hmm. I can convince other people that I'm important because I drive a really nice car. Yeah. And who am I if I don't have that anymore? Well, and you're like, even like your dad worked in the union and it was really not cool to drive a foreign car. Not only like not you were, cool. You were it not was... allowed in your house, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. To yeah. have like a Honda. You had to have a Ford. Yeah. I mean, it's just interesting how so, yeah, we it... tie up our identity in these things that do they really matter? I mean, it's a good question to ask. Because yeah. like there's there's a side of it that is, you know, God created us to see things in the that are beautiful. He created us like I, th- I think about sunsets and how they're always changing and they're different every single day. God yep. didn't have to do that. There are uh, lightning bugs, and it's specifically in the, um, what is it, the Smoky Mountains? Oh, yeah. That light up simultaneously only for like a week in June or something yeah, like this. sometime in the summer, yeah. Like God did not have to do that, but he chose to do that because he wanted us to be able to see something visually and realize how beautiful it was and what a cool thing it was. You know, so there's part of me that's like, it's okay to enjoy the good design. Of right? course. Absolutely. But I, I think that there is an aspect but when of we put God our in identity there, but, in it. Yes. And like I have to have this or else. Or it changes it, which, who I am. Yeah. And that was what part of what God I feel like helped break out of me by mm-hmm. having me drive this old hunk of junk car for three years. Right. Is getting to the point where I was comfortable in who I am in him. Mm-hmm. regardless of whether I was driving a nice car or an old junker car. Because yeah, I, I don't want my identity, you know, so if I'm driving a Rolls Royce, I don't want my identity to be in that. Right. I don't want me to feel more important than someone else because I'm driving that or to feel like I have to do this so that people think I'm a certain thing mm-hmm. because of that. And at the same time, if I'm driving a junker again, I don't want to feel less than anyone else Right. Because of that, well, I, you know. And we did just have our car, we had gotten in a little accident. <laughs> <laughs> and we drove around with this. It was Bob's fault. Ding in our car. It was a big ding. Uh, 
in it my it was it's kind of I would like to call it my car, and the only reason is because it's a minivan, and I was driving that thing around for probably six months with that ding in it, because we were trying to sort out we were trying to sort out some things before we got it fixed. Well, yeah, and short. I, it dawned on me all these people that are seeing that ding in that car, and they're like, "Mm-hmm, woman driver." <laughs> can't trust a woman driver and it was not my fault and i was like am i secure enough in who i am and the, what the truth actually is that i can drive this thing around or is this just going to really bother me and i finally just decided i just don't care what people think about me they can think i'm a terrible driver but the fact is i didn't i didn't do that yeah it was definitely me you are uh, a terrible driver <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> That's just what it was implying, so I just said it out loud. Uh, no, Bob's a great driver. I am a great driver. Thank you. But you did you did make a mistake. No, I, I did. Yeah, I definitely made a mistake. We had a big old dent in the back of our van. And, and the then reason, you tried to fix it, and it looked oh, worse. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> Bob was like, I wonder if I could do this myself, and it was I'm so a DIYer, and so I'm like, well, yeah. We, we had got, to get it fixed either way. We got a quote for it, and they wanted to charge... $3,100 to fix it. And we were, we're getting ready to sell it. Like we're get, trying to get rid of this thing. And I'm like, I don't want to put $3,000 in it if we're about to sell it. Right. And so I'm like, I'm just going to see if I can hammer that thing out. Because with a hammer. like in our mind, we were like, it, we're either going to fix it ourselves or we're going to have to pay to get it fixed. Yeah. So if you it ruin gonna it, work it's going to, yeah. So, and it was the thing where you had to replace the whole panel. Like it wasn't like yeah. they could, whatever damage we did wasn't going to make it any worse. Yeah. Exactly. So I gave it a go. Did not work. Um, made it worse. Made it worse. <laughs> but it took us a long time because I was not wanting to spend three thousand dollars. But we ended up actually finding a cheaper solution, so it was good. Yeah. But anyway, all this anyway, to say, all this to say, I'm really thankful for that I, season with the tourists. Yeah, because honestly, I feel like driving around that van, I was kind of like, you know, I've I've driven in uglier things. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, a minivan at least is a minivan, but a mini minivan. It's like, mini, mini van. why would you make a car that looks like a minivan, but's not a minivan? <laughs> like, that is just such a funny concept, isn't it? Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and read a review. All right, let's see what we got here. This one is titled, One of My Favorites. I like it already. From Faithful Budgeter. Ooh, I love this podcast. It's full of practical Financial advice from a Christian perspective. I enjoy listening to Bob speak and the episodes with his wife, Linda, that's me, are especially great. I found every episode helpful, but a couple that stood out to, were the ones on finding your purpose and handling financial disagreements with your spouse. Definitely give it a listen. Awesome. awesome. Love that. So your action item for the day, because we've been doing this, I've enjoyed just kind of giving you guys homework. Yeah. Like, why not? So like, bang up your car and see if it's see if you can still feel good about yourself driving oh, around. Oh, actually, in it. real quick, I want to read something. We'll so, come hit it for you with our car. Our car <laughs> doesn't matter at this point. Somebody read chapter nine of the book where I talk about this bubble tourist, and he reached out, and I love this. He said, "This is a guy named Josh." He said, "I want to tell you how much you've inspired me. While I haven't gotten the spending plan in place yet, our family owned a 2017 Honda Odyssey." Our kids are getting older. We just didn't need the minivan. I heard your story about the bubble Taurus. Felt like God was telling me to sell the minivan, pay off debt, and buy something wow. cheaper. And so he said, this week, God brought another believer to buy our Odyssey. And then I connected with another believer and bought a 2009 Honda Fit. No. Yes. 
So he said, I was able to leverage the assets of the Odyssey and pay off $16,000 of debt. Wow. Like, I think we bought a 2007 cool. fit. Yeah, we did 07. I mean, but, but this is so cool. Like, this is powerful, you know? So, so even like we're talking about these three lessons here, but like, so he you actually save a lot of money. And too. then he bought a mini minivan. Yeah. This is awesome. But $16,000 of debt that by is changing amazing. the car that you drive. Like, that, that is, is so powerful. That's really awesome. And that I really love is that. such a good car. It is a great car. Like, if it... what? You want another one? <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't think we could fit our three kids in it, but maybe we could. Well, as soon as Alden gets rid of that booster. And get, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if we can get all the car seats. You're right. Anyway. All right. So your homework for today is to sell your car. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, just sell it. Just and get sell something it. cheaper. No, but do take this into consideration next time you're buying a car or maybe be like Josh and maybe yeah. pay off 10, 15, $20,000 of debt just I mean, by driving something a little bit that's older. That's just fascinating, isn't it? Uh, you know, cause I will, I'll remind you like this thing, my millionaire mentor told me that like, I've just never forgotten is that there's two areas where most Americans waste money eating out and the cars that they drive. Wow. And if you can master both of those two things, you set yourself up for such a tremendous amount of financial success. And it's so true. Like the decisions that we make around our cars have such a huge impact mm. on our overall financial success. Yeah. So anyway, that's the thought for the day. Hope you have a good one. Yep. And we'll see you soon. See ya. Thanks for joining us on the Seed Time Money podcast. And remember, money isn't the goal, but it's simply a tool to help you fulfill your purpose and your calling. And we'd love to help you achieve true financial freedom faster with our email newsletter. So if you want exclusive money tips and hope-filled encouragement in your inbox, head over to seedtime.com to get signed up.